Welcome to the 2SER Book Club, where every week we open up a new book and help you discover something to read, no matter what your taste. Here's Andrew and Tess. Morning, Andrew. Hey, Tess. How are you? I'm going well. What's uh, what's up? How are you? Good. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's it's like these last throws of winter type of thing. And yeah. I'm actually getting a stack of reading done, but uh, I, I don't I don't know. We're, we're neither here nor there with with the world and uh, I just I just want the weather to make up its mind. <laughs> it's kind of in that weird interchanging part, I guess. Yeah, it's not fun. Mm, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's true. But, you know, reading and books and I think last week I was a little bit unsure what I was bringing in, but I, I have figured it out okay. since. Um, so, I've got a book. Uh, the book is called The Yield. The author is Tara June Winch. Um, this, ha- this book has had a bit of a buzz around it. So, Tara June Winch is a... Wara- uh, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Tara June Winch is a Wiradjuri author who, uh, she's now based in France, uh, but she's an Australian writer and both her debut, Swallow the Air, and her second book, After the Carnage, were met with this huge critical acclaim and, uh, and you know, winning awards. And she was fated as, you know, this incredible author. And so her latest novel, The Yield, was, was really, which is what I'm going to talk about today, was really uh, expected. Um, and I'm, I, I hate to jump to the end, but totally worth all the hype. Um, It is a fantastic book. So, The Yield is told across three narratives. Uh, They're stories relating the history of Prosperous House on the Massacre Plains. So, this is a a fictional landscape that kind of approximates parts of moving into central New South Wales. So, we begin Albert Gondawindi. He grew up on the mission at Massacre Plains, and there he met his wife, he raised a family, grandchildren, he's lost loved ones. And as he nears death, he begins recording a dictionary of the language of his people. The dictionary records the words of this vanishing language, and through it he tells the story of his life, and he travels with his ancestors through culture that's embedded in the land. August Gondawindi is returning home from England. It's a country she escaped to some ten years earlier, and perhaps only the death of her grandfather Albert could call her back. August has lived in England for a decade, seeking distance from her life and the events surrounding the disappearance of her sister. Oh, wow. Mm. Arriving at Prosperous House, she finds preparations for Albert's funeral, but also preparations to unearth as a mining company hovers over the land ready to extract tin, regardless of anything else that might sort of exist in this landscape. In the final narrative of the novel, we read the petition of Reverend Ferdinand Greenleaf to the British Society of Ethnography. Reverend Greenleaf has founded a mission on Massacre Plains in the early part of the 20th century. As war rolls across Europe, he sees his German heritage has made him an enemy of people that he once called neighbours. He writes in desperation, seeking consideration for the Aboriginal people on the mission whose mistreatment he has witnessed firsthand. So, the interweaving of these fictional histories in their distinctive styles, like for me, itself was something to marvel at in Winch's book. We have the first-person narrative of August. We have this very uh, sort of proper written letter petitioning a British organisation from Reverend Greenleaf. And then August, uh, sorry, Albert's section is a dictionary. Okay. So, so we have words... um, words in Wiradjuri and their their definition as told through Albert's stories. So these are these are more conventional type definitions, but then also Albert telling a story that explains his understanding of it, which is just 
a magnificent way to write a dictionary. There is this startling juxtaposition between the projects of Albert Gondawindi and Reverend Greenleaf. Albert understands how much has been lost, how much has been taken from him, and yet he works in earnest to piece together the language and the stories that will allow his family to reconnect with the land. We can see his wishes playing out in August, who has felt so apart, and yet knows she must try and discover and continue this heritage that Albert has left her. Reverend Greenleaf's plea is filled with the noble intentions, the noble intentions of someone who would do good, but marked by this fundamental misunderstanding of his role in subjugating the people that he wants to help. As he details the mission he's building, the people he is welcoming, we're given an insight into how, uh, I'm going to put scare quotes, uh, how assimilation practices work at the expense of the people that they're trying to help. So we see in Albert himself a child of the mission, a successful farmer and a member of the Massacre Plains community who's left to communicate his own language, write a dictionary of his own language and history in the tongue of his oppressor. There is so much going on in this book. Sprawling feels like a word that I could use, but it's also a cliche of stories that, uh, that kind of detail Australia's wide open spaces. Tara June Winch is engaging us as readers in a conversation about the ways our history is still present in the land and in the attitudes and culture that are oppressing First Nations people. There's a section towards the end of the book where August is facing the, the possibility that Prosperous House might be lost. Oh, wow. Mm. She confides... Our problems are never anyone else's. That's how it seems. And this is the perspective that we, as white Australians, must come to terms with. If we continue to believe that the past is just that, it's in the past, and we, we try to move on, we're leaving all of Australia's first people to deal with the ongoing impacts of the crimes of the past while we enjoy the spoils. So I'm going to borrow a little bit from Albert Gondawindi's dictionary here. Yield, the world, word, and I hope my pronunciation, uh, yield, Bayana is not just the things that you take, a yield sort of, you remove it, you take it, you sell it. But yield, Bayana, is the things that you give and your interconnectedness to the land. So sort of, it's felt, felt for me when I was reading this about this reciprocal process. Um, so get out and read the yield. <laughs> consider language, consider history and what it means to live on the land. It sounds I, like it had so much pressure on it, you know, with the expectations, mm. but just blew all of them out of the water. It does sound really amazing. And it's a, it's an amazing book. I I personally love the way um, Tara June Winch interweaves narratives. That is a, a style that I like. And she's chosen three very different ways to deliver these narratives. So everything, it, it constantly feels fresh. We will move from perhaps a particularly harrowing section into a section where we, we have a chance to look at the whole story with fresh eyes. And of course, there is mystery. There is there is mystery in the the August sister Jeddah's uh, disappearance. There is tension in the way this mining company is looming over the whole narrative, ready to just come down and tear up the land. I mean, they talk about you know a strip mine that's sort of two kilometres by three hundred deep or something like wow. that. Wow, you know, just cutting a swathe in the landscape. Um, and and all of this hangs over the plot and these individual stories. So it is it is just a fantastic book. Do we know what we're talking about next week? Again, I feel like I did this last <laughs> week. There are so many great things to talk about. I've narrowed it down. There is a fantastic book that I'm reading, Meg Mundell's, uh, uh, oh gosh, The Trespassers, <laughs> which is a contemporary narrative sort of speculative fiction of um, 
of a journey to Australia. And I, I think that one's got a lot to say. I think I might bring that one in, but there are so many great books. You've got so many to choose from. I feel like I've forgotten some that <laughs> I, I read while you were away. So don't be surprised if I just come in and say, I've got all the books. Yeah, here they are. Enjoy them. Mm. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thank you, Tess. Mm. You've been listening to the 2SER Book Club. We record on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at 2SER's Broadway Studios in Sydney, Australia. The show is produced and presented by Tess Connery and Andrew Popel. And a big shout out to Michaela Savage for graphic design and artwork. If you're enjoying the book club, why not subscribe and get new episodes delivered straight to your phone every week? If you want more books, you can tune in to Final Draft or subscribe to Final Draft Great Conversations Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. To keep up with everything happening at the station and discover more stories, ideas and music, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just look for at 2SER.